I wish I could put my fist through this whole blouse of beautiful time. Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of Lousy Beautiful Town, where we like to scream about Star Wars and put our fists through things. I'm your host, Abby, and I'm joined by your other lovely host, Jess. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's Monday. It is, like, mm. very much Monday. Yes. Um, Ooh. It is the oh, past. Oh, wine I'm drinking isn't very good. Oh no, I hate when that happens. That's okay. Like, do it's like do you keep drinking it and just like oh, I'm gonna whatever or do you it. just pour it down <laughs> the sink and start over? <laughs> it's not terrible. It's just not at its peak performance. Yeah. I um I made myself a very large whiskey sour. Mm. Um and I have not tasted it yet, so let's see if how it is. Oh yeah, that is very strong. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I only had one lemon. Oh. Um, so <laughs> it's just like whiskey with like a touch of lemon and a uh-huh. little bit of uh bitters and uh simple syrup. Wow. Okay. That's how I like my whiskey sours. <laughs> right? <laughs> I usually put like one lemon per like I would per drink, so this would have had two lemons, but mm. didn't have enough. So whatever. Oh well. Here we are. Here we it's are. Okay. I need some alcohol to lubricate yeah. my mouth i don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. i totally uh, forgot that i could have made a moscow mule and now i'm a little disappointed but that's fine i mean we could take like a little break like they do in like the real podcast we'll take do a they? short break i don't know Why did <laughs> I feel it, like... what are you gonna do like where did they go i don't know they like play ads in the middle but we could just Aww. like take a break and just like come right back <laughs> What if but we, really, what we if, went and made drinks. What if we made our own ads? <laughs> For like our no one, podcast? Yeah. Actually, that's an adorable idea. Uh, uh, one. And two, no one's ever going to fucking sponsor us. No. No. <laughs> also, We're too inflammatory for that. I don't want that shit either. No. Like, I, I want to be able to say whatever I want to say in case that we get some yeah. sponsorship by some brand and they do, do something heinous. Like, yep. well, yeah. buy money. <laughs> yep. Because we got to say something. Yes. All right. Let's hop into some news before we put our fists through a lot. Yeah. There's a lot to put our fists. We're doing fun things, too, though, at the end. Yes. (laughs) I'm excited. Okay. So, this was the greatest news. It was announced that E.K. Johnston is writing another Padme book. Good. I'm so excited. I am, too. Um, I very much hoped that they would green light, like, a second and possibly a third book. Like, make it like a trilogy because it really ended with, like... So much more could happen, <laughs> like especially with the Henrys. So yes, so this is a prequel to Queen's Shadow called Queen's Peril, and it's set when Padme was Queen of Naboo. So this will be very, very good. Ooh. We're gonna get get more Sabe content out of this, and ooh, ooh. we're gonna get all of them. That's all I care about. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna I be even get... better. I feel like than because we already uh-huh. know what Padme's like in the Senate. Yeah, Clone Wars, but I feel like this is going to be even, even more, I even really more of what want, we want. <laughs> yes, I really want a lot of Sabe pining over Padme. Oh no! <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> and they can never be together. Why do you want this tragic love story? <laughs> because it's good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm very excited when I saw that. I was like, <laughs> because um, there was a running joke for a while that uh, I kept tweeting that I would give Lucasfilm my firstborn child if they gave us a Padme novel. Oh. And lo and behold, they did. So does this mean you're giving up two children? Yeah. And that's all I'm having. So, I mean, I guess if they write another one, I don't know what I'm going to do. We'll give up Chris. Uh, how I came to live by myself. Yep. <laughs> Signed away with my body. to. Um, but yeah, so this book comes out on May 5th, 2020, which sounds like a fake date. Right. How is it? How is that happening? I don't know. I wrote on somebody's appointment card today, like January 6, 2020. And I was like, Ugh. Ugh. that's gross. <laughs> um, we are also getting a some new Disney Plus content called Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge, which is like a game show for kiddos. Um and it's hosted by Ahmed Which Best. is amazing and uh-huh. perfect. <laughs> and isn't it supposed to be like the um, Hidden Temple thing? I think so, yeah. Which oh, I freaking loved when I was younger. Yes. Like I'm very favorite. excited for this. It's going to be so cool. I hope it's super like 90s with fog yes. and like red and green lights and like super please. cheesy. Oh, please, please, please don't CGI it. No. <laughs> it's super so, yeah. Fucking go for it. Well, um, so Scott Bromley of the Star Wars show is writing and helping with this show. (laughs) Um, And we have him to thank for, like, the Life Day episode um, and, like, a whole bunch of other really cheesy Star Wars show episodes. Perfect. (laughs) I love very, very much. So I'm thinking it's going to be cheesy out the fucking wazoo, and I'm very excited for it. And I'm hoping I can pass as a child so I can be on it. <laughs> but you never know because I was fucking carded yesterday when buying cold medicine. Oh, that's annoying. Because apparently I don't look older than 18. <laughs> that's really annoying. I was like, I'm 24. The girl who was carding me was younger than me. Ugh, I'm very upset. Weird. It's very <laughs> I never get carded anymore, so I honestly, like, enjoy it while you can. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks, you've just given up on me. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dentist did ask me the other day how school was, and I was like, oh, it's really nice that you think I'm still in school. <laughs> I'm in my 30s. Thanks. <laughs> I haven't gotten hey, that you in never a while. know. <laughs> so we got a whole bunch of different uh, troughs, featurettes, and TV sp- but there was one that was just called Tross Featurette. Um, <laughs> it just mostly had nostalgia feels, like a lot of the OT stuff. Um, this is the thing that's been bothering me about these featurettes is like they're really trying to play on your nostalgia with literally only the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. Yeah. no. I'm like, come no on, prequels. y'all. Come on. Um, but there is is a shot of an adult Warwick Davis putting on a Wicket costume. No, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and <laughs> that, <so>. better, <laughs> that better just be, I don't know, <laughs> reshoots from Return of the Jedi from nope, really that, far that, away. <laughs> that, the McClunky version of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> right. 
all of a sudden Wicket's like, McClunky! No, um, I desperately hope Wicket isn't trash just to piss off Jess. Well, it's most likely meaning that the Endor Moon is involved at this point, so yep. why not? Yep. <sighs> Great. And you can't say, hey, well, I hope Yoda shows up, because he already fucking did, and I was mad <laughs> about it. You know who could show up? You know who could show up? Who? Baby. <laughs> 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 baby could totally show up <laughs> yes i oh i hope baby does i hope he's just like still like a child and is just like what's up mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like bothering john boyega and oscar <laughs> like dads <laughs> dads yes so we've got three new four new tv spots i um, have not watched any of them the notes yesterday <laughs> yeah so i put like little highlights in there the first one called celebrate um leo's holding the skywalker saber and that's really all that matters oh i saw stills from that so yeah, yeah. i that was the important part i guess yes um another Very, TV oh my sp- god yes another tv spot titled hold on um and there's a cute little moment where ray is uh jedi mind tricking stormtroopers um in front of poe and finn and she's like it's okay that we're here and they're like it's okay that you're here and poe turns to finn and goes do you think she does that to us? <laughs> That's a valid question. Right. There's, there's going to be a lot of really cute humor in this film. I can feel it. And I'm if nothing if not a sucker for cute humor. Right. Especially because the trio's going to uh, be together. <laughs> uh, there was another one called Adventure. There's really nothing new in that one. Um, and then the last one that I saw was called Forever. Um, and the trio... Are like they're like best friends, and Ray's like, no, I'm going to go do this alone, and Finn is like, nope, we're coming with you. <laughs> um, and Lando's in it. Uh, is that the one where Lando's making that very like? Oh no, interesting face. No, that's a different one that I guess didn't upload to the Star Wars YouTube yet. Um, mm. where it starts with like Ray coming up to Finn, uh, or Finn Ray coming up to Poe and being like, how did it go? And Poe's like, really bad actually. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm very, very, very excited. I need to go watch these. Uh, now I'm like excited. I'm, I was like super salty all day, actually the past yeah. like entire weekend. But I was like, I don't care about Star Wars. And now I'm like, <laughs> oh, this sounds cute. I should go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and then there's the trap. I forgot that I was hosting. Sorry. It's okay. It's the, uh, it's Monday. <laughs> I wore two different hoop size hoop earrings to work today. Yeah. So <laughs> fuck yeah. Right on. Um, then there's another feature at uh, all about friendship. And I mean, really, it's just super cute. Lots of warm fuzzies harping on the OT and the ST. No PT. Why? Because they fucking suck. So lame. Yeah. So uh, let's put our fists through some shit. Fist, fist, fist. <laughs> <laughs> The lesbians are going wild right now. <laughs> oh, God. I'm really not thinking before I'm speaking today. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, so first order of business uh, is that Lucasfilm are fucking cowards. Um, it There was an article that came out the other day that... Uh, it was confirmed that Poe and Finn are not going to be in a relationship in trust. Um, But JJ promises LGBTQ rep in the film. 
And Oscar um, has been so just giving no fuck <laughs> in all of the Oscar press. Oscar has been <laughs> He is so done. And he's like, I got paid. The movie's going to come out. What are you going to do? Fire me? Like, yep. fuck it. Yep. <laughs> it's not like he's never going to get an acting gig again. Like, right. he's a great actor. That Fucking has a lot Oscar of Isaac. Right? But yeah. <laughs> he's in a perfect place to throw shade. Yes. But, um... Oh. Usually when directors are like, there's going to be LGBTQ rep, you get gay Joe Russo. Um, <laughs> and so I'm very much so expecting gay J.J. Abrams in like a support group for the resistance talking about how his boyfriend died over the Battle of Crete. I don't know. Yeah, because um, of course, barrier gays. Yep. So. Um, it's too little too late, man. Yeah. I'm just. They had such a great opportunity and i mean i like oscar isaac has said it perfectly like there was chemistry like at their like chemistry reading (laughs) yeah and they totally were down to play into it and they like oscar called it emotional intimacy Mm -hmm. like you don't hear that and it's just a huge bummer you could have had two men of color Mm -hmm. Um, in a major franchise, in a relationship, falling in love before our very eyes, and it would have been beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, for me, it's not necessarily about Finpo. Um, as much as I fucking would have loved that for all the reasons that you talked about and that Oscar has been talking about nonstop. <laughs> um, it's just exhausting at this point to be a queer star wars fan um we've been strung along for a while now um especially with the sequel trilogy because jj in like 2015 said like there's going to be queer representation in star wars and he literally was given another opportunity to direct a write and direct a star wars um and he didn't do it. Like, I don't fucking care if we get, you know, like some same-sex couples holding hands in the background. Okay, cool. Who the fuck are they? Why do I care about them? They're there. They're just there so you can see. See, we put queer people on screen in Star Wars. And I'm tired. And, like, I'm tired of hearing just wait and see, um, especially from Lucasfilm officials. That is the most insulting thing you can ever say. Yeah. Like, to a bunch of fans who are clamoring for representation. Um, Star Wars started in 1977. Like, wait and see. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, as much as I would have loved for Finpo, um, I think at the end of the day, it's more about the fact that I don't know if I'll ever get to see myself on screen in the Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and that fucking sucks. So I think, too, like, I've been seeing, like, you and a lot of our friends that identify as queer just talking about how much the sequel trilogy means to you guys Mm -hmm. and like how it helped you come out or how it helped you realize things about yourself and your identity as queer people Mm -hmm. and to have that like such a close connection to your identity with this trilogy and then being let down in this way that like that is so hurtful Mm -hmm. especially with all the promises and the wait and sees and it sucks and it makes me very angry it's like 
I I honestly feel like right now, like this week, I don't know, that might change next week. Who mm. knows what Rise of Skywalker brings? Right. Um, I feel like Lucasfilm is checking boxes right now. It's making me angry yeah. <laughs> because there are there are so many TV shows, movies out there that are just killing it right now as far as writing, inclusivity, like including people like to tell their stories like from marginalized groups mm -hmm. and it can be done and you don't have to, you don't like, I'm sorry, like grow some balls. Mm -hmm. And I think I, uh, a lot of other folks said this too. I am at least grateful that they told us ahead of time. Um, like it fucking sucks, but I'd rather, I'd rather this and be at peace with it by the time that Tross comes out um then wait like throughout the entirety of Tross and then nothing happened. I'll be honest with you, I never expected anything to happen. Um so when I saw this, it was less disappointment, like, oh man, like I really thought something would happen. It was more like I'm just I'm fucking done. I'm fucking tired of hearing about Lucasfilm talking about queer rap unless they're gonna fucking do it. Speaking of <laughs> stupid people daisy ridley um i never wanted to say that in my life <laughs> um daisy ridley was recently in an article where she was interviewed and i can't remember what the exact question was but it was about um if she you know felt like she had it easier breaking into the industry than someone like say john boyega and she's like uh no because like yeah. John was raised in this fancier place and had all these other opportunities and blah da 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 da. And I'm like, Daisy, what the fuck? I know. Honestly, so I was um I'm a little conflicted about this because I do feel like she has literally never thought of this. Yeah. Like that is like the answer. The answer that came across from her was oh, yeah. just like, I I have no idea how to answer this because I've literally never thought of it. Yep. And it was just like, no, no, I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, and so like, okay, now she she has the opportunity to to think about it and reflect on it mm -hmm. and do something about it. So I don't want to like jump on her. No, or not just not thinking about privilege because that's what happens when you have privileges you right. don't have to think about not having it right um and i was reading something about some journalist in the uk that um i can't remember her name and i'm so sorry if this is you you i doubt you were listening to this podcast, <laughs> but just in case you happen to be please at me um this journalist was she's american but she works in the uk she was explaining that the way that marginalization is presented in the in the UK is different than in the US. In mm. US, it's very much race based, and in the UK, it's more gender based. Mm. And so, I think they also I, have a lot of classism too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to like no, it's okay. cut you off. No, um, it's just funny because I was listening to a podcast um, with Erica Hart and her partner, Ebony. Um, they uh, they do a podcast called uh, Head, Hood Rat to Head Rat, mm -hmm. and they're fucking amazing. Erica Hart is a sex educator, Ooh. and she goes around – yeah, she's, like, sex positive. She's a breast cancer survivor. Um, 
Ebony, her partner, is like amazing and hilarious, and <laughs> um, she identifies as non-binary. Um, I don't know what he identifies as, to be honest. I know he says his pronouns are he/him. So, mm. but whatever. Um, they were talking about Queen and Slim on their most recent episode that I haven't finished yet. It's because it's getting into like um, multiracial relationships, mm. which I'm like, oh, super fascinated for obvious reasons. Right. Um, but they were saying that there's like a weird classism in terms of black actors from UK versus black actors from the US. Mm. Like um, black actors from the UK are considered more sophisticated. They're more well-educated. Like the type of acting schools that they go to are better. Like they learn Shakespeare, like a little better by quote, better by like industry standards, not by like, you know, our standards mm -hmm. <laughs> necessarily and so that's why a lot of times you see a lot of British um, black actors in um, American films where these parts are African-American people oh, <laughs> and it's okay. like you're in like putting these actors into these roles where this role would have been so much more meaningful having like a person that is American playing it because they have experienced what this this character is going through and so i don't know if that's a part of it i just wanted to bring that up because i thought it was very interesting and something that i learned that i didn't know was a thing um but like i said she has a chance to do something with this um and i hope she does i agree uh i don't like that she brought john into it yeah. <laughs> to like be her field like that's really lame like oh my black friend says it's fine like <laughs> I have. I get that friend. she probably. I get that she probably panicked in the moment because, like, the interviewer talked about John, and so it's like, well, I don't know. Um, but like, like, I don't know. I I want to see how this plays out before I make a judgment fully on her character. Oh yeah, that's really where it's at. Is like seeing what people do when they're challenged. Yeah. Which, as we know, there are plenty of actresses out there that do stupid shit forever yeah. and support stupid people like Scarlett Johansson. Mm -hmm. Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> yep. But yeah. Um, but honestly, like what is her PR team doing? I don't know. Fire your publicist because yeah. they did not prepare you for this. Yeah. They, this should have been something that an American news source, of course, they're going to talk about this. This is like the topic to talk about with people. <laughs> yes. John Boyega was uh, recently on an episode of Hot Ones, oh, yeah. um, which if you don't know what Hot Ones is, um, it is a, sorry, my brain is not working right now. Um, it's like a, um, it's, it's a, a press type thing. Yeah, where... they, they do interviews and as you answer questions, you are eating hot wings. And, but like progressively hotter yes. and hotter. So like... <laughs> You start off with like a normal hot sauce and then you end up on what's called the last dab um, <laughs> and it's like super fucking hot. And so you're trying to um, answer all these questions while eating fucking hot wings. So he was on Hot Ones, um, which was a very entertaining episode. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, and the interviewer is great. He actually asks a lot of fantastic questions. Um, but he was talking, he had asked John about um, where he went to school for acting uh, and he went to identity school of acting. Um, and he talked about how the founder of it, I can't remember his name and I feel really bad, but it was, um, it was a 
black guy and he founded it so that he could give other black actors opportunities um, to be able to break into the industry because it's so much fucking harder for them. Um, And I kept like thinking about that and I'm like, Daisy, honey, you could have gone to any acting school you wanted. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. But yes, I agree. Um, I'm hoping she'll learn from this and be able to take something away from this and, and start thinking about her privilege. Yeah. Just thinking about like the the idea of schooling is so much different in Europe than it is here. Yeah. Just like the separation of class, like she's going to like boarding schools and just, you know, I don't even know where a boarding school exists in yeah. California. I know there is there are some because like I have like wealthy Korean family that like <laughs> goes to them, but I don't know where they are. Right. I know they exist on the East Coast, but I just have n- no concept. Growing up like lower middle class, absolutely no concept of that life at right. all. <laughs> like, right. and so I can fully understand like if you grow up in an environment like that, you would have no concept of the way I grew up. So right. I get that you don't know what you don't know, but also being a woman who is in Hollywood that's surrounded by people that you hang out with all the time. Mm -hmm. Like you're on set together for a long ass time, (laughs) like all day. You like her and John, she never thought to ask John about this. Right. Or like Kelly or Jana or Jana or (laughs) Naomi. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, and like, that doesn't, okay. So like, maybe it's just like the kind of people that we're friends with, but like, that doesn't come up in topics of conversation. I guess not. Because, like, I feel like uh, outside of my Star Wars friends, I that's, this comes up all the fucking time. Like, yeah. with my outside friend. Uh, mostly it happens with my other therapist friends, so I guess that makes sense. <laughs> but, like, how can you be surrounded by diverse folks without ever talking about diversity and privilege and... Yeah, oppression kind of and stuff like that it just because it, it's just fucking part of your life yeah and so you talk about your life and then it comes up but I also kind of understand like if and I'm not saying this is the case I'm totally speculating here but you know like a black guy talking about his experience as a black man to a white privileged white woman like you, what kind of response do you think you're going to get if you bring that up yeah, to your friends like true. it's not a safe space so I understand. Like, That's very true. I gr- I went to like a pretty much all white high school. I was like one of like five Asian people in the entire school, it seemed like. And I never talked about my Asian experience probably until like after college when mm-hmm. I started actually having Asian friends. And I was like, oh, this is what it's like to be with your people and be able to relax yeah. and talk about things that like I encounter every day. Okay. And like you just that just doesn't come up because you don't think people are going to understand or they're going to make fun of you or make racist jokes yep. or I don't know. So yeah. I can see that being a bit. That, that happens with my straight friends. Yeah. Of like just even mentioning like queerness and then they're like, Oh, you think like I'm gay or some shit like that. And it's just, no, I just want everybody to know that I am <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, I can't make jokes. I'm like, Oh, you poor heterosexuals and like stuff like that. I get really fucking defensive. And so I'm like, all right. Um, I just shut up and like kind of pretend I'm straight at that point. So, yeah. which is like, that sucks. Yeah. But that's just kind of how anyone who has 
some type of marginalization in their life. I don't, that was not a great way to put it, but whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like that's just kind of like how everybody interacts with people that are don't don't understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of John Boyega, we gotta talk about John Boyega. Um, yeah. Not specifically about John Boyega, but about people response responding to John Boyega. So John, in an interview, talked about that he wasn't the biggest fan of The Last Jedi. Um, I didn't read the thing. All I needed to know was like, okay, John didn't like it. That's fine. It Honestly, it wasn't even that. It was like, it was iffy for me because the entire cast was separated. So uh, I didn't get to see my friends. Like, that's how it was framed in the in the interview. Daisy and did the I same guess- shit. Like, it was that, and also, like, the the fact that he said iffy, and it was, like, separated from, like, mm-hmm. also, I didn't get to see my friends. But right. he didn't say anything other than, like, it was iffy for me. Like, I didn't necessarily, I didn't jive with, like, what I what I thought. Like, Force Awakens was such, such a different environment. Yeah. Um, that's all it was. <laughs> right. Um, and so some people have decided it is time to cancel John Boyega because of his unprofessionalism in not in in being iffy about a film he was in um unprofessional and ungrateful yep and because black male parts are so scarce that he should be grateful mm -hmm. that he got cast in star wars out of all the other black actors in the entire world and he's so unprofessional (laughs) because he's a black man who spoke his mind Mm mm-hmm those are very coded words for people mm-hmm. to be tweeting out about a black actor. Uh, that really rubbed me the wrong way today. And I am not down with seeing that type of anti-blackness on my timeline, especially when it's in defense of like, well, he's completely dismissing like the, you know, the relationship that he had with Kelly on, yeah. in The Last Jedi. It's like, no, 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 no. Don't try to put Kelly as your shield. Yep. Because she's another marginalized person. Like, there's also an issue of anti-blackness in the Asian community that mm-hmm. you don't understand because you are not Asian. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not, not you, but the no, people I, tweeting. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> um, so it's like, don't try to spin it that way because using that kind of coded language, like, I'm sorry, like, Daisy said the same shit. Like, yeah. Harrison Ford is constantly just like, I don't fucking care yeah. <laughs> about anything. And everyone's just kind of like, haha, you're so funny. Yeah. Like, like, but <laughs> I, okay. I guess I don't know why I'm holding back. Um, we've talked about issues with this community on the podcast before. And if we haven't made enemies with them already, we're going to do it now. <laughs> uh, the main perpetrators of doing this are Raylos. Sorry. Um, And one can say, like, you can't, you know, the world isn't made of aunties and Raylos, but y'all got to fucking stop ignoring the history of anti-blackness in the Raylo community. And we talked about this the other week. And yes, there are um, black women in the Raylo community and other women of color and queer women of color in the Raylo community. However, there is a history of anti-blackness in the Raylo community that we have been witness to. Um, Like I remember one of the big things on Tumblr for a while, like people would replace 
scenes with Finn and Ray to be Finn or to be <laughs> um, <laughs> Finn and Kylo. Ray and, yeah, uh, that would have been fine. But um, like pasting over John Boyega with Kylo Ren and giving all of Finn's lines to Kylo Ren. And like they're that's that's anti-blackness. Like, sorry, you can say like, I just wanted my ship to say this to each other. Okay, then write a fanfic. Yeah. Stop putting a white man over a black man. Like it, it's it's not a cute look. Mm. <laughs> I think t- no. I think too. Just like I think what we need to address at this point is that your preferences, what you are attracted to, who you are attracted to. That is socialized behavior. Yeah. Or socialized, I don't know. That is socialization. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily behavior. Um, for example, if you talk to a lot of um, people of color, maybe Asian women, especially this is like a huge thing in the Asian community, um, a lot of Asian women are like, I don't date Asian men. I'm not attracted to them because mm. there's this whole like – thing about Asian men being dominating and like not wanting to like have you know the whole like MR the men's rights Asians and things like that which is like a real thing Mm -hmm. for sure it's not like every Asian man ever like that's obviously not all Asian men god I can't believe I just said that Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but it is a thing and so it's like you have to look at like why am I not attracted to Asian men is it because I have been treated poorly by Asian men or is it because society has told me that Asian men act a certain way because there's all these stereotypes associated with them um, or that Asian men are unattractive uh, for some reason. And I am that is seeping into my soul Mm -hmm. by by default of living in this society. Like you really have to look really hard at that. Like. People, so this is the other thing with Erica Hart's podcast is I know I've seen like snippets of the rest of this podcast that I haven't listened to yet, which is crazy that I'm, I can't believe I'm going to talk about this <laughs> with not having listened to it. But I know that they discuss that level of self awareness as far as like people that are in biracial relationships. Yeah. Like, why are you attracted to white men if you are a woman of color? Mm hmm. Is it because white men have been presented to you your entire life as attractive male species? Mm. <laughs> um, they have, you know, more money. They have more influence. Like, it is just better to be with a white man because they will give you what you need in life. And they're just hotter all around. <laughs> like, you really have to examine, like, you have to examine that stuff. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to be anti-racist and anti-homophobic, you have to examine that. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Like none of us get away with, with not examining that. Right. Cause it matters because if we're dismantling all of this shit, like we need to look within. And I think shipping plays into that yeah. because obviously it is a pairing that you find romantic, attractive, sexy, whatever you want to say, whatever you're into. And it's like, why do I feel that way? Why do I want this evil white man to fall in love with this woman rather than this beautiful black man (laughs) who is her friend. Like why? I mean, me presenting it that way is already like leaning a certain direction, but (laughs) in general, like why, why is that? Yeah. Like, why do you find the pairing of two white people more, more interesting than a black man and a white woman? Yes. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know, like our, our ships are what we're attracted to, what we're into is that's not in a bubble. Mm -hmm. We are a product of how we were socialized, where we were born, who we were raised by, the communities we were raised in, and the times. Like, mm -hmm. we can't escape any of that. And so, got to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even get to my point about John Boyega. Cause <laughs> oh, <I was> sorry. Like, <laughs> no, it's okay. I just realized. I was like, oh, I didn't even finish. No, it was just like the, the, the language that was being used, unprofessional and ungrateful, is something that you see is more so with black women, I mm -hmm. feel like, um, than I see with black men. But it's like... Um, black people can't show rage. They can't show, right. they can't show any emotion other than like perfect deference to whatever they're being given because it's gifted to them by the whites. Like, yeah, <laughs> you being here is a privilege because we chose you, yep. and that's fucking bullshit. Like, that's racist as fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> like there's no place for that language. That is extremely. I don't, I don't even, I, it blew my mind that I saw people tweeting that, those exact words. I was like, have you not, like, watched the news or, like, seen anything on Twitter? I know you're following me and I retweet <laughs> shit all the time from Black Twitter because I'm like, I know I have followers that are not Black people mm -hmm. that need to see this shit. <laughs> like, because they probably won't ever see it otherwise. Right. And that sucks. But that's just how people are. Um. So I know I'm retweeting it. I know you're seeing it. Like, unprofessionalism is so, <laughs> like, that word just in itself is so mm -hmm. anti-Black when it's in this context. It just drives me crazy. Yeah. How dare you? Yep. <laughs> and if you're feeling defensive about that because you're being called out and making it race all the time, like, no, like, John's just whining. It's like, it was he really? Or was he just expressing an opinion just like anybody else in the cast has done? Oscar Isaac is, like, going off the rails about <laughs> queer rep. Like, I don't see anybody, like, talking shit about him. Right. <laughs> about being ungrateful or, like, being unprofessional. Because yeah. he's, like, a white-passing Latinx dude. Like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. not great. It's something everybody needs to examine. Um, I'm, like, it, it's especially in the shipping community because it's it's turned into like oh whatever you're into is fine you know but honestly like it you need to think about yeah. why yep i'm not saying it's wrong i'm just saying like you know why do you oh shit sorry my computer just went to sleep <laughs> <laughs> it's like why do you think that yeah why do you why are you more attracted to this white man versus anybody else that's available yeah as a pairing Agreed. I will. Like, I will withdraw my fist now. <laughs> oh, the lesbian! <laughs> only disappointed now. <laughs> only to push it back later because I have more to say. Oh, the handle. lesbians are excited again. <laughs> I'm here for the lesbians. Don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, if you were uncomfortable by that conversation, good. Think about it. Reflect I was on... I've I have been very uncomfortable by anti-blackness conversation. Oh yeah. Because it's like, oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, like, if you're, if you're like, I feel uncomfortable because I'm feeling called out right now, like, fuck, like, good. Examine that shit. Allow yourself to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. 
Mm-hmm. Fucking That's do it. Growth happens. Yep. And if more people did that, instead of getting defensive and being like, everything's not about ra-. everything is fucking about race. Yeah. Everything yep. is about race and sexuality. Everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. everything. Literally everything. You would never say that to a black person. Yeah. <laughs> Your existence is not about race. Yes, it is. <laughs> anyway. You want to talk about Mando 4 and 5? Mando 4? Yeah, let's do Mando 4. Well, do we want to punch it? No, let's do Mando. Let's do Mando 4 um, first. Yeah. So, I really enjoy... Sorry, I'm moving myself around. I'm laying in bed while podcasting. Eh, whatever. Um, We've kind of, like, given up at this point. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. The <laughs> ship has sailed on us trying to be a professional <laughs> podcast, unless we were going I've, to take a break to get more drinks. I barely edit anything out unless it's, like, really, like, quality-wise bad. It's yeah. like, okay, I can't understand what anybody's saying. Let's edit this out. Yeah. Like, everything gets left in at this point. <laughs> We're just like, fuck it. Um, I really enjoyed Mando episode four. Um, I saw a lot of people feeling like it was a little too contained, um, but I kind of liked it. It gave us Cardoon and it gave us Omera and I. And the baby had a home for a the hot baby second. Had a home for a hot second. And everybody just referred to him as the Mando's child. Like your know, your boy is happy it. here, and he's just like, "Yep, that's Dude, my give boy." Give him a name, right? <laughs> boy, like, boy, hello, child. Just, maybe he doesn't want to get attached because he has attachment issues. <laughs> uh, he's you. just it's so sweet. He's so protective of the wee beeb, and he's also just like, okay, so I know his agreeing to help this community is a little dubious <laughs> in that he was just doing it to uh, be safe for a little while yeah Yeah. (laughs) but like i mean he fucking he helps them the fuck out because like he after they saw that they had an atst he was like nope we're not helping these people and yet he does it anyway along with cardoon um also Pillboy was there from the good place so i don't know who that is what i'm excited (laughs) i haven't watched the good place yes Girl, I have so many things what I'm watching right now. Like, yeah. don't add to my list okay, yet. No, I gotta wait. Put a lot. I gotta of, wait. Put like <laughs> half of them on pause and watch The Good Place. I can't put Watchmen and his Dark Materials on. That's pause yet. fine. They're almost, they're almost wrapped up. When they're over, I'll okay, start watching. Fine, I <laughs> fine. But Pillboy was in it. What up, Pillboy? Jacksonville Jaguars, Bortles. Um, you'll understand when you watch The Good Place. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I've actually started assigning that as homework for my clients is to watch The Good Place. Oh my god. <laughs> it's it's like for the kids who struggle like well what is what is me doing any good like you know one drop of good going to do? And it's like oh, watch The Good Place. Anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> um I enjoyed episode 4. Um I texted you shortly after I watched episode 4. Did you? Yes, I don't. And I was like, I don't know if I like the Mandalorian. Oh, yes, I do remember <laughs> that. Um, which I'm super sad about because I was so excited for the show for so many reasons. Um, it just feels very. It, I don't. I feel like I get what they're going for. I really like the characters that they've introduced. The execution of all of these things is not going well for me yeah (laughs) like yeah I feel like (laughs) I feel like we are like halfway through the season I have absolutely no idea 
what's going on, yeah. who any of these people are, they've given like are these these episodes are like 35 minutes long. Yeah. Like you really couldn't have added 10 minutes to like flesh out some of these situations a little bit better. Cut down on like like some of the travel scenes and sequences like yeah. don't really need that like characters are more important they've always been more important in star wars i don't know i i really appreciate like the the directors that have well the directors up to episode four well mm. two through four <laughs> <laughs> that have been a part of this like you can really see there is a difference between episode yeah. one and five and the other three episodes yeah. as far as direction and writing goes um episode four felt a little strange for me like That's you said fair. it was like isolated i definitely felt that it felt like it was on a set mm. it felt like a tv show for sure like a tv show on a set um, I was like, how much money are you getting per episode to do this? And that's what you got. Like, yeah. I'm sure that was shot in the back lot of some like Long Beach, like warehouse. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You could make it look better. Like lighting and camera, like stuff is a thing. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I have friends that went to film school. Um, <laughs> uh, like <laughs> I... I love Cara Dune. I, I loved that dynamic between the two. It was so fun to see a woman who is like a warrior yeah. <laughs> in live action Star Wars that just is like, cool, let's go blow shit up. Like, that was fun. It was really fun that she was like former Imperial, like that. No, she was former Rebel. Form, former Republic, sorry. <laughs> former Rebel. <laughs> no, she was a, she was former Imperial mm -mm. and then she became Rebel, right? I don't think so. Gara Dune. Making me fucking I feel like there go was... to Wikipedia. I know, I'm sorry. Oh, buggy. There you. No. She was all, she was she was a shock trooper in the Alliance to restore the public. Okay. Republic, okay. not the public. You are correct. I am. I'm always So correct. she fought against Imperials. I maybe, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yes. She was she was a shock trooper in the rebellion and then too political like once they won the war she's like that's not what i was here for i was here to free people and help them not right. to which is fair yeah war is very very different from governing mm -hmm. like i get that um i like i really liked that element like of just like hey like i did my part now i'm gonna like go do other things yeah. i'm here protecting these people it's cool yeah um and i i loved seeing um omira like just being a badass like being singled out for being the only one that knew how to shoot a freaking blaster mm -hmm. in her village is amazing um just the a little bit of chemistry that we saw between her and mando was like really interesting and fun and, and then it's just over yeah <laughs> and it's like well, another bounty hunter found us. Guess we got to move on. Like, what is the point of putting all of these amazing women, women of color, these, like, A-list actors in this show if we're just going to get, like, five-minute snippets of them in each episode? Like, So John Favreau and Dave Filoni can say, look, we're diverse? Yeah, it feels like checking boxes. Uh -huh. And that's especially so in episode five. Um. Yeah. Nothing was appealing to me in episode five. I'll be a hundred percent honest. Um, except for Baby Yoda, duh. Um, and Amy Sedaris. I'll give Amy Sedaris that. Um, 
cut hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it. I was texting Jess about it after I watched it this morning. That like it very much so felt like uh, a circle jerk to the original trilogy uh, in a lot of places. Like, oh, we're yeah. going to Tatooine, and this shot is going to mirror the first time we saw Tatooine, and they're going to the cantina, and all this other bullshit and they're gonna say lines that are similar to the original <laughs> trilogy and we're basically gonna canonize bash rendar is what they did. <laughs> uh i was over it and i hated the way the mando just left baby yoda that isn't like after i was actually i was listening to rogue padron this morning um, they're doing a series called the Padralorian. The Padralorian, yeah, is amazing. It is fan <laughs> fucking fantastic. Meg starts it as a fucking cowboy, but then it goes into Avril Lavigne's <laughs> complicated. So you never, you never know what you're gonna get. Um, but I can't remember who said this that it would have made more sense if four and five were flipped, where episode five was episode four, where. Mm-hmm. The Mando like sees Baby Yoda being shot at and is like, "Fuck, I need to take care of this baby more." And then yeah. Episode Four would be five, and him being like, "He's gonna stay here, and I have to protect him." And no, you can't play with him because I don't want to let him out of my sight. Yeah, that makes yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is very valid. It's um, just, it doesn't make sense. Maybe it felt very. Maybe I would have enjoyed. Maybe I would have enjoyed Episode Four more. <laughs> Um, I will be honest. I fucking love that Easter egg shit. Like, Mm. I'm all about that. Like, I am that kind of fan. Like, I grew up with the original trilogy, like, very young. Like, seeing that stuff in Clone Wars, seeing it even in Solo, Rogue One, I was just, like, thrilled. I was like, this is so cool. Like, and more so because, like, we never thought we would get more Star Wars after revenge of the sith i think that was like the big thing is like oh this is the last time we'll get to talk about the tatooine <laughs> because, <laughs> is it? because because there's no more star wars after the clone wars mm-hmm. so it's just you know throw it all out there while you can but now here we are and it's like really yeah tatooine again like yeah. how many times have we come here dave filoni just with you mm-hmm. on your various shows mm-hmm. It is not a special place anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, it was interesting to see it post Return of the Jedi. Um, I saw someone brought bring up the fact that I never thought about this before, but the fact that they don't allow droids in the cantina might be because of the Clone Wars and the droid army. I was like, wow, never thought about that. And obviously, Mando's situation with the droids brought that to the forefront of people's minds. I think. Well, have Um, you read from a certain point of view? I have. The Um, the bartenders from a certain point of view is because of the Clone Wars. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was probably like, I don't care about his point of view. I'm skipping. <laughs> That's why he doesn't allow droids. So that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. It's canonized. Here we are. Um, That's what I get for skipping shit that I think is not going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, <laughs> Um, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I, that episode was what? 35. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 40 minutes long. Yeah. I feel like half of it was them riding motorcycles in the desert with bad music because the score was not great in this episode. And like Billy, who is not even like 
super into that kind of stuff. Like he, he used to work in like the music industry. So like he is at some level, he's aware of things, but like, he's never comments on soundtrack stuff. He was like, this is terrible. I was like, wow, it must be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> he's commenting on it. Um, like cut out 10 minutes of that shit. And like, yeah. why do we need like an entire situation where like Ezra Bridger, like reincarnated, you know, hangs out with the Mando in the same place that Greedo and Han hung out at and making their no, deal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was the McClunky like, place. Yeah, like, do we really need this extra character here to, like, sweeten the deal? Like, do we really need another Ezra Bridger, another, like, green boy? I don't know. He's fucking Dash Rendar. So. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he acts like Han Solo. He looks like Han Solo. He has none of the charisma of Han Solo. I felt like Filoni was trying to be like, Ezra Bridger is alive. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I am, I've been tired of Dave Filoni. I am way tired of Dave Filoni. Um, we haven't even gotten to the most egregious part yeah. of this episode. And it's, we're already tired. Yeah. Um, I will say there is one part with the Tuscan Raiders, yes. which is very cool. Um, I'm stupid and I didn't look up the name of this actor. I meant to bookmark it. So one of the actors that plays one of the Tuscans is a deaf actor. And so he is actually, he's signing because that makes total sense. If your entire face is covered and you're in the sand all day, like to have a sign language way of communicating with your people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you watch The Expanse? I do not. Um, this doesn't spoil anything. Uh, there um, is so basically it's like an alternate or I guess it's like a sci-fi future, like near future sci-fi where humans have colonized Mars and the asteroid belt just outside of Mars in between Mars and like the rest of the, the solar system. Hmm. And um, so people that have grown up on Mars, like there's been a couple generations that have grown up on Mars, on the moon, and then also in the belt. And so the people in that have grown up in the belt are called belters. And it brings like this whole other element of racism because essentially these people are so physiologically different from growing up in zero G or near zero G that they can never come back to earth because gravity will literally kill them. Oh, it will crush their lungs. Yeah. The pressure is too much for their lungs. Um, and they have um, an entirely different like um, way of communicating because a lot of them work in space, mm. like in spacesuits. So they can't necessarily, you know, you can't hear each other in space. Right. Like there, this show is very like, you know, it's not like this, the easy sci-fi shows where it's like, Oh, everybody has comms. Like that's not necessarily true mm-hmm. with, you know, like working class people, like repairing like an asteroid, like engine or something like that. Yeah. Um, so they speak in a lot of sign language. That's really cool. Which is fucking cool and really fascinating. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. I'm really glad that they brought an element of like realism to like yeah. cool realism um, to the Tuscans and and humanizing them and making like Mando making a point to be like, they're the natives, yep. <laughs> not, not the, not the other people. Yep. Yeah. That was a cool, so that was that one was cool a very thing. cool moment. Yeah. Um, um, and it was like two seconds long. Yeah. So, you want to talk about Fennec Shand? Um, I've been waiting for this moment for probably decades. When did Mulan come out? Uh, 97? 97? Yeah. Two, over two decades at this point. No, that's 10 years. No, that's, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. 98. Years. It was 98. You're right. So 21 years. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Ming Na and Star Wars. Um, I have an Agents of Shield podcast. She plays an amazing complex character on Agents of Shield. Um, obviously, she is like part of my formative years in being the voice of Mulan. Like mm-hmm. she's been in the um, uh, Joy Luck Club. Like that was another huge film that I remember growing up. Like she's been in all kinds of things that I don't, I, I can't even list because there's she's so iconic yeah. <laughs> as a Chinese actress and she like got to be in this and she's so excited she's such a fangirl she loves star wars like she has a relationship with with john favreau which is great i'm sure that helped and she plays this badass assassin like Mm. this character was teased up like she's gonna be so cool she's complex like this is amazing like ming na was super excited to be playing someone that's like kind of morally gray maybe a baddie not necessarily on the good side Mm -hmm. and she gets killed by this rookie mm-hmm. within like the first like five seconds of their encounter, essentially. I mean, she kicks his ass for yeah. great, but that all, that all the more like highlights how stupid his baiting her was like, she yeah. shouldn't have fallen for that. That was bad writing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the very end of the episode teases that maybe she's not dead. Who the fuck cares? But I'm sorry. Like I have to wait another few episodes to see my fave. Mm-hmm. who was killed by a, a dude a white man <laughs> like, um, for someone essentially like fake fridged or someone's yeah. plot like some dude's plot like I have to wait for her to come back maybe in another episode right that's fucking bullshit I've been waiting long enough I've been waiting 21 years to see her in Star Wars like I was so so upset Yeah, like it totally ruined the entire episode for me and it kind of is like giving me a bad taste in my mouth about the show. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is literally checking boxes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Dave Filoni has a horrible fucking track record of keeping women alive. Um, or just being able to write complex women. Like, Hera yeah. couldn't be a mother and, like, in love and also, like, part of a rebellion general at the same time. Right. Impossible. How dare a woman try to do everything. Right. So <laughs> that furthers my point of stop letting Dave Filoni touch things. Right. Like I'm just I'm tired of it. Like I there's a very distinct difference, like you were saying earlier, with episodes one and five than two, three, and four. Like two, three, and four were great. And those mm-hmm. are all directed by marginalized folks. And then yeah. you get Dave fucking Filoni, who everyone thinks is God's gift to Earth because George trusted him to write the Clone Wars. Okay. That was Guess in two thousand and eight. George was not a great filmmaker slash director either. George was <laughs> not a very good judge of character. <laughs> like, yes, like, I will give Filoni, like, he gave us the Clone Wars. And Jess and I fucking love the Clone Wars. We fucking love Ahsoka Tano. But I'm tired of Dave Filoni. But also, like, you got to look at where Clone Wars is in the history of yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. we didn't think we were getting anything else. Yeah. Like it it kind of paints a different picture when you have never had any marginalized people writing Star Wars, you don't think there's gonna ever be any more. And it's like, okay, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> whatever this is. Bad stuff, good stuff, whatever. Like, right. I'll take it all. And then it didn't even end, so it's not like we like I mean, obviously we know Ventress dies at some point, like mm-hmm. in the supplemental material, but like it's not like we got that in like he didn't technically kill her right. off, <laughs> you know. Um Ahsoka didn't get killed off. Still didn't get killed off. Sabine did. Fuck that. Um, 
Sabine? I mean, Satine. I was like, Fuck, why are their names so similar? Has <laughs> names. Um, I don't know. Like, just, it was a, di- a very different time. Yeah. Now we have, like, a plethora of talent to choose from, and we're still picking Dave Filoni to write these yeah. stories of complex women where he has failed over and over again. And, hey, white men fill up, so it's fine. Yeah. I'm just fucking tired of him in his stupid fucking hat. <laughs> and his fucking and his furry ass. Well, and his whole like tree of tr- trust tree or whatever. Uh, it's like it's not cute to like t- to have your like mystery box shit like JJ. Like it's not cute. <laughs> I hate the way he sounds. The way that he looks, whack. The hat that he wears, whack. <laughs> Me, I'm tight as fuck. <laughs> oh my God. I've seen that vine. I'm assuming you haven't seen that vine. That's fine. I know what you're talking about. I've seen like references to refer. Wow, of the drink kicked in Uh like right now. Uh Uh, References. Um. Yeah, I just. I think I was dragged in the dirt with hope. Dragged alongside the cart. You were like, dragged oh. along by the dewback? <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> wow, literal. Literally. Um, like, to expect more from this show, like, the, the cast lineup we had, just the expectation of, like, who Mando would be interacting with, like, more often. Like, and here, like, don't get me wrong. I love Baby Yoda. But Baby, Baby Yoda is a puppet. He is not a person like not an actual actor that like has meaningful meaning in the real world. Like very cute. I adore him. Like we haven't even seen Pedro Pascal's face. And I read an article today mm. that is on, I'm pulling it up right now. It is on Pajiba.com. Um, Pedro Pascal was not even in episode four of the Mandalorian. That Great. is the title. Um, essentially he was off doing another project. And so they have like a, a body double stand in to do the entire episode for him. And then he does all the voiceover work in a booth later. And so Bryce Dallas Howard didn't even work with him. (laughs) (laughs) She worked with his doubles and then the doubles worked with Pedro to like get the feel right for the character. So... It's John John Wayne's grandson, Ugh. Brendan Wayne, one of the doubles, and then there's another dude who I'm not familiar with, but nepotism at his best. Um, I get that it's like a masked character. You have the freedom to do that, but I, and I understand that there's like a lot of action sequences. You have like stunt mm-hmm. abilities <laughs> to do in like a Mandalorian suit and still be like a good, decent actor. Like I get that. Right. But you need somebody to get their ass beaten up by Gina yeah. Carano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was sold that Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian and he wasn't in yeah. an entire episode. Yeah. Like physically. Yeah. That's crazy. Like <laughs> the director didn't, the director of that episode didn't even work with him. I hate it. That's crazy to me. Even in the sound booth? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm over it. I just, it, I don't know. Like, 
I feel like we were we were sold a very different story about what the show was going to be. And I think that's why I was so excited about it is because there were supposed to be all these really cool characters of color, these like, really, like I said, A-list actors and actresses. Yeah. And it's essentially still a show run by old white dudes. Get rid of Filoni. That's what it, that's what it comes down to. Get rid of Filoni 2K19. Yeah. And honestly, Favreau's like, whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> why does he get to write a Star Wars versus someone else? Yeah, because he has John a relationship Favreau. with with Kathleen Kennedy, and he's done like a Marvel film. <laughs> he's Disney property at this point. He's done two live he's action Disney films. He's in Marvel. Oh yeah, I forgot about Lion King and and what's it called? Jungle Book. The, yeah. <sighs> do you want to? I'm just about- tired of white people. <laughs> yeah. Why do you, you don't need to fucking apologize to me? I'm tired of me too. <laughs> I'm just so tired of white people. <laughs> like, uh, you're allowed to be Ming-Na. tired of white people. I'm so upset about Mingna. So upset. Yeah. Like, even if she comes back, I'm just gonna be saying, like, yeah, she better fucking come back. Right. Like, she should have never been away in the first place. Like, right. <sighs> Let's talk about something fun. You want to talk? Yeah, just because you want to talk about something fun. So I made Jess watch <laughs> Lego Star Wars: The New Yoda Chronicles. Um, I only made her watch three episodes, but uh, dude, that was like over an hour of my time. <laughs> so that was like a significant part of my evening yesterday. <laughs> I'm not even sorry. Don't be sorry. I love these little episodes of TV. It is good television. If you like want to if you're like I kind of needed this because like for the past couple weeks I've just been like I've been doing EMDR Mm. and it's been really rough I'm so emotionally raw I cry all the time at everything like I'm very emotionally reactive to everything which is probably probably why I've been so irritated the past couple weeks about just really stuff you know stuff that I should be irritated about but way more so than I usually am yeah and I was just like, fuck Star Wars. Like, I don't care anymore, especially after Friday. Yeah. Like, fucking Mandalorian just made me so mad. I was just like, I don't even care about Rise of Skywalker. Like, I don't even want to record a podcast on Monday. Like, I don't know. Like, whatever. Let's wow. just talk about something not Star Wars. Oh, okay. <laughs> it had nothing to do with me. Cool. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just like over Star Wars. And then you made me watch these. And I'm so glad you did because there's just like, they are fucking ridiculous. They are. They're so stupid. They're so, They're stupid. so stupid. And they have, like, just enough of, like, like, may, you know, like, original, I mean, these ones are, like, original trilogy based, mm-hmm. but they have just enough original trilogy and prequel nonsense in them mm-hmm. and, like, jokes that you're just like, oh, my God, like. Yeah they're just poking fun at everything all the time and yeah. it's great. <laughs> yeah, the earlier episodes are prequel um stuff. Uh and then the later ones are OT. And then there's also Lego Star Wars Droid Tales, which is 3PO's retelling of uh the entire saga 1 through 6. <laughs> uh and it's just as fucking ridiculous. Um oh my god. This, these Lego Star Wars shows are just, they're chaotic good. There's no other way to describe them other than chaotic good. They are very self-aware, don't take themselves yes. seriously, but they also still tell like a, a pretty decent story. Um, they do, and, but it's a ridiculous story. Oh, yeah. like, this, this is not 
No. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Why is this happening? <laughs> yeah. So the three episodes that we watched were uh, Race for the Holocrons, Raid on Coruscant, and The Clash of the Skywalkers. Um, <laughs> which we probably should have watched episode eight too, but whatever. It's fine. I don't know if I could uh, handle it in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, Billy came home, like, in the, I don't know where he came home, but he was because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, obviously he heard the music and he's like you're watching star wars that is not star wars what is this <laughs> is shut up billy this is star wars <laughs> this is my star wars uh it's just it's, it's goofy. out of control it's great yeah <laughs> so i took you notes. notes yeah i want to <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to hear some of your notes so Darth Vader in this is <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> He's just like, Luke is just like a whiny little funny bitch. Like, Leia's so tired of everyone. Han is an idiot. Like, and and Darth Vader is just like, oh, yay. Like, he's Anakin. Yeah. He is Anakin yeah. all over again. <laughs> he even has lines from, like, child Anakin. Mm-hmm. From- he says, yippee. <laughs> At one point. <laughs> and then Palpatine Yippee. goes, I didn't when he does that. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny. Oh, my God. It's so great. So, there's, like, a... First of all, like, they're on Tatooine. Great. Tatooine yeah. again. Like, really? <laughs> like, we were just there. Um, And they go to Utapau, and there's a sign that says, Utapau, it's a whole lot of fun. <laughs> but it's a hole, as in, like, a hole in the ground, because like a hole like they go through and the city is like leveled and I was like oh no this is I already know what's happening here like this is gonna be ridiculous and like they just have this whole encounter with like I forgot the name of the lizard Varactyl yeah Mm -hmm. um that was in Master and Apprentice Mm -hmm. the Varactyls and then Obi-Wan rides one so much connections anyway like there's a whole sequence with that yeah and then like like, they have to go get these holocrons, and they're on Tatooine, of course, and the Jawas are already getting to them, and Utini, and, <laughs> and Vader is like, I have to get first, and he, like, runs into Han on the Falcon? Yeah, he he's... <laughs> Commandeers it? Yeah, basically. They, they blow up Vader's tie, and, like, Vader ends up being able to grab onto the Falcon and come in, and he's just like, ha ha, I have you now, and then he's like, really? This is this is your ship? Like <laughs> this is the piece of shit that prevented or like destroyed the Death Star right. or whatever. I can't remember. What like, this. damn bitch, you live like this? <laughs> it was just so fucking stupid. Like he's just like, this is this piece of shit. It's worthless. I can't believe this. I know. And then he ejects Chewie and Han out of their own escape pod mm-hmm. and he takes the Falcon and goes to Chewie. Meanwhile, Han and Chewie land on fucking Dagobah. <laughs> Which in previous episodes, Han has already met Yoda. That's how he knows Yoda. Uh, oh, that's how they're like, hey, and they're like hugging. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, and he calls him Yo-Yo. Yeah, he calls him Yo-Yo. <laughs> so that's great. Um, And then there's another scene where they're like, it cuts back and forth between like Tatooine, whatever. Uh, like th- Vader is not allowed in the cantina because he has too many mechanical parts and droids aren't allowed. <laughs> And then 3PO becomes becomes a sign spinner for uh for Watto. Mm-hmm. Um, Frostel um, th- 3PO's red eyes from 
Lego Star Wars. They did. That's totally part of my notes. Yep. Like three people with red eyes as a sign spinner. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, Yoda, Han, and Chewie are just sitting on Dagobah eating popcorn mm-hmm. out of these like movie popcorn buckets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is happening? And they're just chatting around the fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Vader like finds the holocrons and he's like swimming the- in them and is like I don't know. He's like singing, or I don't know. He's like, haha, I got here for mm-hmm. very Anakin. It's just, oh my God. And then Yoda calls some random dude and. Oh, Jack. I was like, who the fuck is this guy with this magic arm? It took me like a full episode to figure out who this guy was. Yeah. So, Jack. He's uh, a clone, right? Yeah. yeah. He was a clone. Um, But then he gets more of like a. Hang on. I thought he was supposed to be George Lucas with a magic arm. <laughs> he kind of does look like George Lucas with a magic arm. I was like, who is this George Lucas? So he was he was a force-sensitive Sith clone of a basic clone trooper created by Count Dooku. What the fuck? Yeah. Damn. So Lego Star Wars going in hard. Right? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's Jack. <laughs> Um, um, I didn't cut off where the episode next episode starts. Oh, but no, no, you're missing like one of the best parts of of this fucking episode is when both the Vader Adam. and Luke. <laughs> no, that's also fucking hilarious. It's when <laughs> no. Vader and Luke need rides to get to the Duke, <laughs> and that's when we happen upon Watto with Luke, and he tricks Watto into giving him Anakin's old pod racer. <laughs> Um, and then Vader and then, gets Luke's uh, land speeder, yep. and, and like as as Luke is getting the pod racer, like Vader like zooms by and he's like, "Hey, that's my ride." And then later on, when Luke zooms past Vader, he's like, "Hey, that's my ride." And when they go after the Jawas, like they stop for a little while and duel, and then they have to go after the Jawas again. Um, they're like, "Should we switch?" And then they do. It is funny. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> and they just leave Leia and, and R2 yeah. in the middle of the desert. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, it's fucking cute. Oh my God. It's so funny. I was dying mm-hmm. when Han and Chewie were hanging out with Yoda. So it's like, I know Abby's very upset. <laughs> <laughs> very upset. There's a lot of Yoda in this. I mean, it is called the Yoda Chronicles. It's fucking called itself. the Yoda Chronicles. <laughs> oh my God. Ah, ah. Um, oh, also, so I don't know, is is this part of the first episode or is this part of the next one where the Adats are trying to turn around? I think that's part of the first one. No, is maybe it? they blend. Yeah, because <laughs> they go, they get, Luke gets the whole, I don't know. I mean, whatever, doesn't matter. Yeah. Listener, you watched all three, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what we're talking about. They like get the, the, um the holocrons and bring them back to Moss Eisley and Vader returns on an ad at, mm-hmm. Oh no, this is the second episode because they like come back to Tatooine or something. Oh yeah. Right. Something, something like that. Anyway, the ad is going down these very narrow streets and yeah. it like has to turn around because Luke and Han and Leo just run past it. <laughs> like a fucking have to take, like three turn, <laughs> three point turn. Yeah. I had to do it like multiple times and I was yeah. dying laughing. <laughs> yeah. Invader is being peak Anakin is so annoyed. He's like, why? <laughs> oh yeah. I remember part of that too was um, they had set up a rebel base on 
Tatooine and like Wedge, like they're under attack and Wedge comes out of it and is like, man, I thought they wouldn't find us. And then the sign is like, not a secret rebel base. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like they, stupid. every rebel base so in this show is like very obvious places. Yeah. <laughs> like Naboo and uh, Mustafar. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, where the, f- is this Mustafar? Yes, it, it is. Was, and there's the castle. It was, it was Mustafar <laughs> indeed. That they were at Mustafar before they went to Hoth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. Also, um, there was a, a sequence where Luke, I think, is like flying uh, a, a like imperial oh, something. Yeah. An imperial ship and he stumbles upon some like rebel fighters and it's like Wedge and his friends and he's like oh no they don't know I'm not imperial they're not listening I better just shoot them down <laughs> we have no yeah. chance <laughs> it's just like okay I'll just kill my friends yeah. it's fine no big deal or like, and then like, Vader has the same situation yeah. <laughs> but it's opposite <laughs> I love the stupid parallels between Vader and Luke in this series oh my god like, it's, it's really fucking cute <laughs> it's super cute um but that's when they Yoda and Obi-Wan call, call upon Jack because they're like, we need somebody to help Luke get the holocrons back. And then Qui-Gon shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, so glad you called me. And, and they're, they're like, like, oh, call you. <laughs> yeah, we called you to uh, open this jar of pickles. And he's like, oh, you guys remembered how good I am at opening things. And then he says, I have a very particular set of skills. Yes, he does. Uh, <laughs> Um. Oh my God. Uh, also, the emperors, like the red guards, the emperor's guards, are like so cute mm-hmm. as little Lego things. I was dying. I was like, Oh my God. And then R two is essentially a trash can. This is part of my notes. R two is basically a trash can. They put things. They lift his lid and they put things inside him yep. <laughs> all the time. There's um, another really adorable fucking callback to the original trilogy when um Palpatine tells Vader he has to go back to Tatooine, and he goes. <laughs> But that would lead me back home. And he like that's part of his like vocoders fucked up. But that's a line from Luke yeah. in A New Hope. Oh, absolutely. And I adore that. I also love how like they're looking through the holocrons and one of them is literally footage from like one of the prequel <laughs> films. Straight up footage footage from Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> and it's like Anakin's doing something, right? Like mm-hmm. Anakin and Obi Wan. I don't I don't um i was like wow okay they're yeah. really doing this mm-hmm. <laughs> no fucks given and, yeah and they're like oh the wookies because like they're looking for other planets to destroy that are like sympathetic to the rebellion they're like the wookies yeah. helped yoda and then palpatine's like to wookie world and the invader's <laughs> like um it's actually called kashik in the blah 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 sector and blah da, 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 da. And, he, and palpatine's like wow you're a real star wars <laughs> It's just so fucking self-aware. I love this show. It really is. And then um, they like have like a mix-up, and the rebels end up going. Some they go to they go somewhere. They go to Coruscant. Do they? Yeah, because there's a raid on Coruscant. Yep. The whole mm-hmm. thing to get the holocrons, and then the Empire, well, Vader and the stormtroopers go to Tatooine. Sheik. Oh, no, no, they go to Kashyyyk. Yeah, and the Emperor is like, what the fuck? Get back here! Like, the rebels are here! And and Vader's like, there's nobody here. What the hell? Like, we missed all the action. 
Um, and uh, Luke ends up taking a holocron that is like footage of Anakin and Obi-Wan and Dooku and Yoda, I believe, right? Yeah. Is Yoda there too? I think so. I think so. And he like watches it over and over. He's like, who's this? This Jedi is my father. He's amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> best Jedi ever and so he like takes a, a page out of his book and does like a whole like Anakin distraction move to mm-hmm. like save his friends to get them onto Hoth which Han is Han Chewie and 3PO are preparing for the rebel fleet to come land on Hoth and they get sidetracked by a wampa mm-hmm. <laughs> which is adorable yeah. um I don't know there's oh god there's so many things there's like a uh, Vader they do this whole thing where like they trick Vader into thinking that he killed Luke yeah. on a ship. So they have like a Congo line dance party, like with Vader on one of the Star Destroyers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just so freaking adorable. And then, oh my god! Later, they have a Congo line with also Palpatine. Yes, like Vader is behind him, and then Palpatine. They're like they're singing as they're like dancing, and Palpatine's like, "Get your hand off my shoulder! <laughs> I don't know you like that." <laughs> Um, one of my favorite parts, and this goes into, I have in the notes, my point, the only good Yoda, um, because this Yoda gets called the fuck out. Also, this Yoda is funny. Um, but when Qui-Gon was still there, uh, eating pickles, um, (laughs) because, so what Luke ended up doing with all these holocrons is he ended up having Jack destroy them. Um, in the Rather than letting them fall to Imperial hands. Right. So they're in the Senate. And uh, Jack destroys them. And Yoda and Obi-Wan were like, why did he do that? And it's like, yeah, it was actually probably the smart move. Um, And then they were like, well, now who will train him? Because they were depending on the holocrons to train Luke. And uh, (laughs) uh, Qui-Gon suggests Yoda. And they're like, oh, (laughs) yes, of course. And Qui-Gon goes, I don't know, though. He's a little immature. And they're like, oh, yeah, Luke? And he's like, no, you. (laughs) Next time, tell the truth and open your own jar of pickles. <laughs> so it's the only good Yoda and the only good Qui-Gon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Akbar is so excited to make everything a trap. Oh, yeah. Because they end up getting to do a trap. And is it a Akbar trap? just shows up. <laughs> is it a trap? Yeah. <laughs> Akbar just shows up and he's like, guess what this is? <laughs> it's just... It's so stupid. So stupid, but it's so good. And then, like, the space worm shows up, (laughs) and like, and Luke are dueling, and Luke's like, ha ha ha, like, I I tricked you with the space worm. And Vader's like, why do you think I lured you here? This is my friend. Like, (laughs) coochie coochie coo. Here's a snack for you. (laughs) It's just, oh, it's so good. Fucking good. Where. So Vader says something. I wrote this down. I'm pretty sure he's the one that says it. He says, great gun raised ghost. Yeah. There's all these little weird lines that are like super in universe and ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, they're so stupid. (laughs) They're so stupid. Um, There's a one where like Luke is like in that simulation to like, um, uh, pretend that he's like being killed by Vader in the ship and mm-hmm. he like takes his helmet off and puts his hair back on yes. his Lego. <laughs> yes. Oh my or, like, god. Like when, when Luke pulls that stun, he's like, he Vader says he pulled an Anakin on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he pulled an Anakin on me. It's just I put in the notes some uh 
to touch on some valuable lessons that we can take away from Lego Star Wars, the new Yoda Chronicles. Uh, and I think the number one lesson that we should all take away from this wonderful, wonderful set of TV episodes <laughs> stop taking Star Wars so fucking seriously. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Uh-huh. Space worms, desert planets, a man in a mask who breathes weird, and they use shiny little boxes to mm-hmm. like help them learn things. Like, <laughs> I guess that's kind of uh, relatable because we have phones, but whatever. Right. <laughs> Like, I think I think what's so great about this is it's not like, I mean, yes, it is adding extra stuff here and there, like Qui-Gon opening a jar of pickles yeah. to make this like super ridiculous. But, but it's, it's not picking not much. up on, <laughs> right, it's, our, it's picking up on stuff that's already part of the movies that's like fucking ridiculous. Like when Palpatine falls backwards <laughs> on the Star Destroyer and he's like, we really need a railing in here. It's like, yes, we've been talking or- about how they've... And Empire is a fucking walking OSHA violation for years. Oh my god! Or like when they go, like I think lures the the whole fleet into an asteroid field, <laughs> yeah. and like the Star Destroyers just like er, like yeah. right into the asteroids, and like the front of the ships get cut off. It's like yeah, that's exactly what would have happened. Yeah. What would have happened? Dumb so, bullshit that we see like in the real movie, right? <laughs> it's just picking on the already established fucking batshit shit that is in Star Wars. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's just making it ten times funnier. Yeah. So that's my lesson. Like, that's not to discredit anything that we've talked about earlier in this episode. Um, the things that we talked about earlier in this episode have to do with real life. Um and how marginalized folks are portrayed in media and all of that jazz. This is like, shut the fuck up about how bombs can't fall in space. <laughs> like, I don't fucking care. Fucking oh my god. <laughs> Vader has a fucking I killed Luke Skywalker party and a cop fight. So <laughs> uh, I really needed this. Like thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for bringing these into my life. They are available on Disney Plus. Yes. <laughs> All of them. Please watch are available them. on Disney Plus. And then watch the right feel- tales. They're also should- hilarious. We should watch another set at some point, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. I mean, Rise of Skywalker is coming out, like, in a week and a half. <laughs> oh, God. Shit. <laughs> I'm not fucking ready. Holy shit. Like, yeah. So our next episode is probably going to be our reaction. It is. That. Yeah. Unless we randomly pump one out next week, but I don't really want to. No, I don't see that happening. Sorry. <laughs> nope. Um, yeah. Like work-life balance. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> that's oh my god so fucking wild yeah so i thought this would be a nice little palate cleanser for before or episode (laughs) nine because i bet you the majority of the podcasts that you are listening to that are star wars themed are doing their episode nine speculation we don't do speculation on this podcast we just watch the new yoda chronicle (laughs) (laughs) where they steal the idea of red-eyed c-3po who is the new death star yep (laughs) he's a new death star and and he's spinning signs for Watto. <laughs> so that's our speculation. Oh yep, that's it. So the next time that we fucking talk to y'all is going to be the week of the, of Christmas. Yeah. Because uh, I'm seeing Rise of Skywalker on the 19th. 
Me too. Um, and then we wouldn't well, record well, until like the 23rd. I mean, depending on what you're doing and what I'm doing. Yeah. We might be able to record that weekend. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But you won't get it until the week of Christmas, basically. You won't, because I'm not editing that shit. Like, no. Sorry. <laughs> but then it'll be good, because, like, if you need some time away from your relatives, like, you can yeah. take an hour and a half, two hours. I don't know how long it's going to be. Um, Depends on if we have to scream a lot, good or bad. Mm, um, I feel like we're going to have to scream. Yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> I am too. Um, I am kind of resigned to being disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but hey, well, then if it's good, to... you can be excited. <laughs> I, that's very true. Okay, only one way to go is up, yeah. I guess, unless they kill Jana and then I'm gonna fucking murder someone in the theater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or just like set the thing on fire, mm. <laughs> screen on fire. Um. Don't take me seriously. I'm not really going to do that. Please don't turn me in. <laughs> um, what the fuck was I going to say? Uh, oh, I, I just feel like I've been let down too many times. At this point. Yeah, agreed. As far as like, I mean, Luke Skywalker and Kylo Ren got a really great storyline yeah. in The Last Jedi, which are the two characters that I probably care the least about in the entire <laughs> franchise, to be honest. <laughs> I know you're a Luke stan. It's I'm okay. sorry, Abby. I just don't really care about Luke as much as I care about other characters. That's fine. And You're allowed. I just thought it was re- I thought it was really ironic that those were the two characters <laughs> that had like the yeah. most like story in 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 Last Jedi, like reflecting back. You are allowed to know. not care about Luke Skywalker. You are not allowed to care about Yoda. I just still care about Yoda. I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> I curse you with Ewoks. Baby Yoda. Baby, baby, baby Yoda. Yoda. Baby Yoda. Baby, baby, baby Yoda. Yoda. The galaxy is going to shit. <laughs> no, it's going to hell. Going we, to hell. Because we've fallen under your spell. <laughs> I had a whole fucking conversation with one of my clients today about Baby Yoda and how Baby Yoda wants fruit gummy. I've had that Baby Yoda song stuck in my head for like two Yes. <laughs> I just sing it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I still don't know the words. <laughs> Baby Yoda is my desktop background at work. Baby Yoda is my everything. Yeah. Baby Yoda good. Um, so yeah, so the next time we chat will be post Rise of Skywalker. Uh in the meantime, you can listen to some of our other episodes on what are we on? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean if you're a browser listener. You can email us at lovebeautifultown at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at LBTPod. If you leave us a five-star review on iTunes, which you fucking should, please do it. I'm, yeah, people want to hear I'm, our last Sky, or Rise of Skywalker reactions, and they need to find our podcast. Yeah, and they need to hear us fist things. Or, <laughs> yeah, whatever. They need to hear us do the that. The are <laughs> fucking rejoicing because of Jess today. Wow. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> God, this is great for the subplot of Jess is secretly gay. <laughs> oh my God. Can I? I don't even want to tell the story. I don't know why I'm going to tell the story. Tell the story. So I um, went to one of Billy's friends going away parties on Saturday. Um, She's a lesbian. She has a girlfriend. They were both there. 
they're both very gay and they're very proud of being gay. They talk about being gay all the time. It's really funny. (laughs) Um, and, um, I don't know. I guess I just dress like a lesbian. Yeah. Because they (laughs) asked Billy if I was part of their community. (laughs) I was wearing a Star Wars shirt. Mm Mm-hmm. And jeans mm-hmm. and like a long sweater yep. and I had my pants rolled up and I wore vans and a mm-hmm. lesbian outfit and my shirt was tucked in. Uh huh. So, yeah. I was just gonna ask, was your shirt tucked in? It was. Yeah. It was tucked in. That is because I I tuck in my shirt because I wear high waisted jeans. Uh huh. Fuck. You know what? <laughs> that like that's a big stereotype of what by people. Oh god damn it! Like <laughs> it is a trend on TikTok to just fucking post a video of like dressing like that yeah like all you gotta do (laughs) is like roll up your your pant leg and tuck in your shirt and people know you're bi that's how you come out on tiktok (laughs) oh my god um i saw a tiktok of a bi person being like if you wear vans you're gay or something like that and i'm like i said something on my private twitter like dude i just live in california (laughs) (laughs) i own a lot of vans yeah fucking chaotic we are um Uh, just oh i also want to plug this real quick um i have been doing a christmas podcast with our dear friend emma from sapphic skywalkers uh where we watch a cheesy christmas movie every week and then talk about it we are almost done uh for this year we've got three yeah three episodes left um oh my god that's still a lot that is still a lot no you're right um but if you haven't been listening, understandable, cheesy Christmas movies not, aren't everybody's cup of tea. But I highly suggest, and su- blah, blah, blah. I highly suggest <laughs> that you listen to this week's episode uh, if you are a Star Wars fan, which you are if you're listening to our podcast, because we will be watching the Star Wars holiday special. Oh um, my god! We are going. Can I confess something? Yeah, I've never seen the holiday special. I've never seen it all the way through. I don't know if I'll ever watch it. Maybe I'll watch it just so I can listen to your podcast. <laughs> We're going to do a live viewing. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, one, because we had to do it lo- because of logistical reasons. Emma is going to Star Wars <laughs> third on the 13th. And mm-hmm. I am having a all-day Star Wars marathon with some of my friends on the 14th. We start at 8 a.m. with the Phantom Menace. Uh, (laughs) Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace Menace Mimosas and Breakfast Casserole at 8 a.m. In my my basement. So be there, be square. Um, So we will be watching it live and uh, we will be watching it uh, inebriated in a Mm. particular way. Oh my God. It's going to be amazing. I highly suggest that you watch this or listen to this when it comes out. So that being said, Jess, where can the good people find you? Um, You can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. And where can people find you? You can find me on, on, mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> We're having trouble talk anymore. <laughs> I don't want to make words in, out of my mouth anymore. I just, uh. I want, I want food gummy. Um, Yoda. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter 
at Abby M. Cecilia. And with that, give baby Yoda a fugami. The galaxy is going to hell. Because <laughs> we've fallen under your spell, baby. Yoda, baby, baby Yoda, baby Yoda.